Hello, Creative Pactors. It is uh, day 16 of the Creative Pact. That means we're more than halfway through, which is cool. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying their Creative Pact as much as I've been enjoying it. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, today, I thought I would make a little comment on an article that I spotted in the news and a story I've actually been aware of for a while, but never, never really thought about properly. And then I thought, hey, you know what? I, I will do it. So the, um, the, 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 the article's about the Aaron Swartz case. Now, Aaron Swartz was a, um, held a, had, had a kind of honorary position. And was um, kind of at, at Harvard Center for um, Ethics. He was a fellow there. And while he was there, he started downloading massive amounts of data um, and documents um, that he was readily allowed to take, just not in the quantity he was taking them, from JSTOR, which is one of the af academic kind of journaling so sort of systems where they keep the stuff. Now, um, my main intention was just to kind of it was just kind of think about what he's doing. I'm saying, first, well, first of all, from a technical point of view, um, what he was doing was was fairly obvious and I think really the kind of people need to think about the fact that th this is kind of perfectly possible what what you know entirely pos possible to do um as a very kind of basic illustration you could use wget off any sort of um unix unix or linux based system including a mac tell it to just go and get all these go get the urls of all these documents and download them and it will just go do it so you know what I mean? It, he's not. He wasn't using any particularly clever technology to do this, or at least I can envision doing it with very simple, ready-to-go technology that's in everybody's box. So, you know, I I think we need to go beyond. Let's prevent this from happening because in this situation, it's going to be very difficult to prevent a repeat of this exercise. The point he was making, though, I think, is very valid. Is that a lot of these, um, a lot of research is published into these kind of restricted areas. If you want to get into JSTOR as a member of the public without any academic affiliation, it's going to be very. It's it's expensive. It's expensive to do. And as a consequence, a lot of material, which is research, and a lot of this research is publicly funded through kind of grants, university block grants and stuff like that, then it's just not accessible for the general public to have a look at. And um, from a historical point of view, you can kind of see where the situation came came about because people would, you know, print these things, they'd be bound into books and the books would have an intrinsic cost to them. But now that we're on an online world and everything can be stored digitally, these kind of cost issues have pretty much vanished. Um, I, you can imagine a situation where you could just have a massively, infinitely distributed thing, perhaps using something like Git or something like that, just a, a big version, calls, version control system, massive distribution, and have every piece of information inserted into it and just appearing everywhere all the time. And we'd have an inf infinite set of infinite things there, you know, infinite copies available for all and free. But I suppose there's a revenue issue here in that it's nice to supply the revenue um, obviously, the revenue is valuable to people. They are they are private companies who you know have shareholders or have owners at least who are looking for returns, and they're kind of work there. So, I I think it's it's an interesting challenge. Um, there's a great article on BadScience.net which I'll be in the show notes. Um, also there's a, a good article which I'd originally noted a while ago from the Guardian where they talk about it as well. It has a fairly explosive title, especially in the UK market, saying "Academic Publishers Make Murdoch Look Like a Socialist," which obviously is quite a Quite appropriate at the time, as they would say, that kind of thing there as well. And um, they also, at The Guardian, have an article, um, Har um, Harvard's Aaron Schwartz in indicted on MIT hacking charges. Um, to be honest, I think the idea of hacking is fairly, uh, is, is, is a little bit onerous, really. Um, it, it's not so much of a hack. Um, towards the end of what he did, he maybe kind of did some things which could be, you know, 
would more be considered under that sort of light. But um, I, I, I don't really feel there's a lot of actual kind of hardcore hacking here, really. And, and it's important to note that um, while they won't have intended it, but within the community, hacking is considered the kind of positive white hat side of stuff. So in reality, the word cracking would be more appropriate for what they suggest, but ironically is less appropriate for the reality of what actually happened. So there you go. That, that's a bit there. Um, what I find fascinating is the fact that he never really has suggested what he was ever going to do with this material. So I, I do wonder what, what that means. Um, I, I can understand him wanting to go get this material and then release it to the wild. I think, you know, in a kind of WikiLeaks-esque sort of way, that would have been interesting. Um, a, lot of these, a, lo a lot of the material he would have got is bizarrely out of copyright anyway. You'll be looking at kind of material from 1800s and such like that. So, you know, I, I do wonder what he was going to do. I think had he released all the material out into out into the public space, then, you know, he probably would have achieved something something huge in terms of public access to information and at the same time probably bizarrely violated a whole load of terms and conditions on access and other sign of legality there as well. So there we go. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting article. I think it's an interesting kind of discussion as to what the, uh, you know, what sort of access we want to academic research, especially considering the, you know, pressures on academic funding right now and what they kind of offer. Anyway, that was my creative fact day 16. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for tomorrow um, or Sunday, actually. I'm away for a little bit of the weekend, so that might offer some other cool opportunities. Um, so if you've got any ideas or any thoughts you want to suggest for things to me do, then please let me know. Otherwise, um, thank you very much for listening as always. Goodbye.